yeah, it's different when your siblings steal your food versus strangers. Yeah. Roommates steal your food, right? <laughs> that's extremely, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to live with the family members. Yeah. So, <laughs> the strangers. Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. Save every penny. So when I was watching, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> You can super relate to if you had housemates or roommates. Yeah. So like it's kind of starting light, but mm-hmm. then it goes on to those bigger issues and personal issues. And yeah. Thanks for tuning in. This is uh, what's my name? What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This is what should I watch? <laughs> I'm your host T, and here I'm joined by my bi-weekly co-hosts. Mary? Hi. Hey. <laughs> What's my name? We're a little distracted right now because we witnessed something. <laughs> We're about to witness something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of inappropriate to <laughs> say it on here, record on here, but that's for another episode. Maybe we'll have something for another episode. <laughs> um, What's up? How are you? <laughs> There's a lot of distraction going on. I know. <laughs> well, there was a car next to my car. Speaking of which, we're back in the car studio, mobile studio. And this car had something suspicious going on, so we were trying to keep an eye on it. Suspicious so slash interesting. Fun, like. But we got caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're actually talking about... Uh, cold and hot bodies and I feel like maybe that's why I also don't like summer a lot it, oh, oh I overheat yeah <laughs> yeah before I hit record we were talking about like eastern medicine oriental medicine and how they view like bodies and like nature of hot bodies not like hot body figure like <laughs> <laughs> um, some people are naturally hot some people are cold and we're talking about that but yeah you're right yeah so it turns out, I think Mary's hot. She has hot nature. And mm. I'm always cold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that explains it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so technically I should like summer because I'm a cold person. But I don't True. like summer. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that has something to do with my mental state. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sunny, happy, merry-go-round. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like what's not good for you like the cold rainy weather <laughs> yeah that's not supposed to be not good for me but. <laughs> yeah it's a little therapeutic well I was gonna ask you like we talked about your like you know back however many months ago your goal of the first quarter was maybe yeah. Like independence? Remember yeah. that conversation? Yeah. How's that going? I actually just recently recentered myself and I said, yeah, I do need to set actual time frames and a more realistic time frame considering like I have a trip coming in July and my roommate situation and like for it to kind of f- flow and not rush into something or cut something. Yeah. Um, and then talking about price ranges mm. also, I said, okay, if it wasn't, if I didn't do it by March, I would have to do it by like November, December when like everybody's leaving town and rent is probably, hopefully a little bit better than yeah. now. I don't know. It, it it's very, it, there's a lot of variance there, but definitely, yeah, by like November, I'm thinking I should mm. start, I should have done it by then. Good. Good, yeah. I like the sound of that. I should have, I will have moved out by then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the sound of that. I think that's what I should do. Like, by November, I will have quit sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like, maybe come November, I'll try to 
start my sugar detox. Well, I was hearing somewhere um, that that's like part of manifestation when when you oh, you're claiming like, something already uh, done, yeah, as opposed to like maybe hopefully, but you're oh. claiming like stating like I am wealthy and in January I will have this and like wow. basically like setting that intention and your mentality is there and you believe it oh. yeah but yeah I will have moved by then wow learning something new every day <laughs> motivational and inspirational that's good yeah that's that's good life lesson <laughs> the sugar detox is <laughs> yeah because by setting yourself up that way like it's it's kind of like a proactive start yeah instead of like oh I'll start a little later yeah I still have time to start but then like you would have to start sooner yeah. to achieve something by your goal date yeah yeah um, it kind of like shifts your mentality right hmm well I asked you about your goal your New Year's resolution-ish because I wanted to talk about something I wanted to talk about house sharing Mm. and that has something to do with the today's TV show today's Korean drama house sharing nice yeah so I think in America use like the term is roommate yeah or in the UK it's flatmate and some people say like housemate okay because unless you're actually in the same room if you're just Mm. like let's say you're in two bedroom apartment and then you each have a room yeah then you're technically not sharing the room so you're like housemate yeah that makes sense so yeah would it be an apartment mate in my case i guess yeah or housemate i think that's why in the uk they say flatmate because you're in this yeah yeah Hmm. so um today's show is called hello my 20s and i don't know how the korean title is translated into hello my 20s i've seen some websites including imdb they list it as age of youth which is more correct translation I think because the Korean title is Chongchun Shide. For those of you who speak Korean, you can look it up that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's translated somewhere between age of youth or the time of youth, something like that. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's like for like teaching reasons or like for. Yeah, I think it's probably. A, the um what do you call it the promotional reason maybe hello my 20s are more attractive to the u.s viewers um it's listed as the age of youth on imdb and amazon prime which means it was on amazon prime at some point but it's not available in the u.s amazon i'm not sure about other reason other regions yeah as of now in may 2023 the show is not on amazon but still other, the other options sound good. And it, I remember seeing this on Netflix. I didn't watch it on Netflix, but I remember seeing it on Netflix. But I just checked it, and it's gone. I checked mm. Vicky, and they list the show, but you can't play it. It says it's looking for the channel manager. Maybe I should hmm. apply. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like... You, it's kind of difficult to watch this in the US I think yeah I'm not sure about other regions in Europe or other parts of Asia um, maybe like Africa I'm not sure but as always if you email me I'll send you the link <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link that you can play the show um, and I highly highly recommend this show regardless of your age you don't have to be in 20s to watch the show because we all have we all know what it's like to go through that time period Mm -hmm. Um, this is about five girls in their 20s and they all differ from their looks to personality what they're studying in college and their dating preference 
but they share a house together as a housemate, and they talk about things that any female viewers can relate to, like diet, dating, working part time or maybe full time, and getting a job, future career, etc. But the main theme of the show focuses on issues like family conflict, self-esteem, personal trauma, and crimes against female. So, there are like bigger yeah. arc in the show, but the small things like in each episode they talk about like, you know, I can't eat that or I can't drink tonight. I'm trying to lose weight or like one of the girls in the house. She's kind of like rich. So all the girls are secretly jealous of her, but they don't want to say it. You know, like you know the things that the girls do and yeah. talk. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so I think if you like Sex and the City and Girlfriends, you know the show、um, back in the day. That's one of my favorite shows. Oh my god! I love that show. I feel like not all people knows girlfriends, but yeah, I, I I love it. You watch it、yeah. too? Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite shows. I I Joan got on my nerves on the last <laughs> seasons, but I like I just thought they were so. I love it. They each had their own personality. Yeah. So Second City Girlfriends, and I think more recently Girls by Lena Dunham. This one I actually didn't watch it, but Grant mentioned it to me. So girls, I think there are four girls in twenties. So you know that's something you can say similar to this one, Hello My Twenties, and of course Friends, the、oh、classic. <laughs> and especially because Friends, like those six characters, they kind of live in the same building. Yeah. Right. It's kind of they're similar, sharing the、yeah. whole house together.、Right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if you like those shows, you'll find this、um, Hello Twenties fun and relatable.、Nice. This one came out in 2016, and there were 12 episodes in the first season, and it did really well. They made second season, so there are a total of 26 episodes, and. Back then, I mean, it's only what seven years ago. But like shows without the typical sixteen episodes were like not super common in Korea.、Hmm. So either shows were always like sixteen episodes, or if it was like period piece, it would go on for like fifty episodes or something like that. Oh wow! But yeah, so it was kind of unique,、um, and even like doing like a seasons, like a second season like that. Like it's still kind of rare in Korea, but back then there really wasn't anything like that, except few sitcoms. So that was unique too.、Um, but yeah, it wasn't like the show wasn't like a national hit, but it was popular enough to create a sequel, and the sequel had the mostly same actresses too. So you could like keep watching it and see where they go after the first season. Mostly, so it wasn't all of them. Or? Yeah, because like there are five girls and one like, you know, because your life ch- changes, right? Things、yeah. happen. So, yeah, some characters like they had like changes in their life. So,、mm-hmm. but they like remain friends. So they still like guest star in a couple episodes. Oh,、like、okay.、That. I think which makes more realistic. Yeah. Than like them staying still together after graduating and after getting a job and all、yeah. that, you know. So yeah, I think you know even after six, seven years now, the characters are still very relatable, and the plot feels fresh because it's you know pretty realistic, and it's something that we all go through, whether you're female or male.、Um, and also, like the genre is kind of hard to define because it's kind of like comedy on the surface because like there are like five girls, and you would think it's like comedy and like. Maybe coming of age kind of story, but there is some mystery and maybe a little bit of like horror element. Really? So it's like a mixed genre, and I think now there are more shows like that. Like there's some mysteries, but it's like romantic comedy. But like back then, this was like like unique, and、mm-hmm. I remember watching it. I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was. So yeah, I think in many ways the show. Paved the way for new styles. 
that it sounds so interesting it sounds so cool like it gives me i think there's this book i think it's the sisterhood of the traveling past yeah oh yeah. my god i read that one when like, i was kid yeah. yeah it just reminds me of like i've always liked that genre yeah 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 oh nice so the casting in the show is really good like these actresses weren't necessarily big back then but now they're like their names are out there so the the first one her name is Han Yeri she's the main actress in the award-winning Korean movie Minari and she's also in the Korean show My Unfamiliar Family that I covered with Grant over Christmas last year and the next one her name is Park Eunbin she's she started as a child actress since she was five years old and her most famous one in the US and worldwide is probably the Korean show Extraordinary Attorney Ooh, have you watched that one? I don't think I have no I actually haven't watched it but my co-worker my ex-co-worker who didn't look like any know anything about Korean drama or like outside of a US culture he was all about the show <laughs> and when he found out like I was Korean he like have you watched that one like you should watch him like oh okay I didn't know you were into <laughs> but yeah this was really popular it's about like um, autistic lawyer mm. and yeah a lot of people probably recognize her from this show and she's also in a period piece called The King's Affection and which is on Netflix and another one called Do You Like Brahms? She's a, like a, a violin player in the show. And there are two more actresses. Uh, if you are a fan of, if you're following Korean, like not Korean, uh, the K-pop. If you're following K-pop, there are two more actri- actresses you might recognize. One is from Kara, Kara, and the other one is from Tiara. They're, they're like a girl band <laughs> in K-pop. Um, I'm not very well-versed in K-pop, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, Han Seung-yeon, Ryu Ha-young, they're actually pretty good. I didn't recognize, I didn't know they were like K-pop girls. They're, mm. I think they were really good, like, like real actresses. So yeah, um, the casting's really good, you know, the at least two or three of these actresses back then were like, you know, not necessarily A-list, but now there definitely are. Okay, so let me jump into the story. Yeah. And we'll take it from there. Five girls in their 20s share a house together. The oldest one, Jim Myung, is a college senior, but she's been a student for eight years since she had to take a leave of absence multiple times to earn money for tuition. She's hardly home because she works three part-time jobs on top of attending school. Yeun is majoring in nutrition, and her life revolves around her boyfriend of two years. He's her first love and would be the last love. She's lovely and cute but her boyfriend doesn't seem to appreciate her as much as she loves her boyfriend. Sometimes he's even manipulative, but Yeun always sacrifices herself for their relationship. Also, she cares a little too much about how she's perceived by others. Eunjae is a freshman and has just moved to Seoul from a small town. She's intimidated by everything and everyone, including her housemates. It's mainly because she's the youngest in the house. But the housemates seem rude, give her no privacy, and impose house rules instead of asking nicely. But since she's extremely shy, she can't speak up. In school, she feels that her classmates also take advantage of her, but she can't say a word. Ina is beautiful. She's a head turner and always confident. A polar opposite to Eunjae. And she has a lot of money because she lives in the master room and only wears expensive brands that college students can't even dream of buying. 
Maybe these are the reasons that she has three boyfriends and some more to flirt with. She says that life shouldn't be taken seriously, and she wants to live an easy life while taking advantage of her beauty. Lastly, Jiwon is studying journalism. She's an editor for the school newspaper and a recipient of several scholarships. She's also pretty cute looking, but guys only want to hang out with her as friends. She's so desperate for a boyfriend, she takes every opportunity she can meet guys. But there's more to her. One night, when all five housemates are home and getting drunk, she makes a confession that she can see ghosts, and one has been living in the shoe cabinet in their home. Although the housemates are a little spooked, it bothers them more that Jiwon's comment brings out the ghosts of their past or present. Each of them has a story to think that this ghost is after them. While they navigate life, each of them has to face and overcome some hard truth that haunt them. Maybe it's a part of growing up. So when I was watching this show, I feel like I could find something I can relate to from each of this character. Like a little bit of them. Or like part of me. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was hearing what you were like describing each one of them, and I was trying to see which one I was probably somebody too. But I said, oh, three boyfriends, no. <laughs> but then desperate for a boyfriend, no. And then like each one individual, like a lot of money, no. But <laughs> I'm sure that maybe seeing them in character somehow, maybe the the one that's intimidated by everyone, <laughs> just scared of people. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, we all have a little bit of that side. Yeah. Like, no matter how confident you are, like, you always have moments that, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't speak up now, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, maybe part of, like, the personality, but also, like, when you're young. Yeah. And you're first, like, out in the society, like, as a, you know, independent person. Yeah. You're like, okay, maybe that's how it's supposed to be and you can't really speak up, you know. Yeah. I definitely felt that when I was at that age. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think back and yeah, I still felt like a teenager and like a little kid. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for me, the first character who like works all the time and trying to pay for school. Yeah. She's like every penny counts for her. Mm. So what she does is that she and she's because she's never home she always like write note on post-it yeah and give it to the youngest one that just mm. moved like always intimidated so she always like lives in the, and they share the room together oh okay so in the house there are like three rooms oh okay. so two people share a room together and then the one with a lot of boyfriends she has a same room <laughs> right so she always lives posted to this girl and she's like um if you're not using like electronics just pull the plug or, you know, just turn off the light when you before you leave. Make sure you do this. So she does everything she can save every penny. Yeah. Right? So when I was watching, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't go to school for, like, 80 years to make money. But, like, the way she does things, like, oh, my God, that's so me. And mm. this girl is, like, so annoyed by it because... Mm. If you have something to say, just say it to me instead of leaving those, like, little notes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for some people, like, maybe you don't want to say it. You don't want to be heard something directly face-to-face. Yeah. But seeing notes like that, like, maybe that can be annoying. I can totally see how that can be more annoying. Yeah. Just, like, let's have a conversation. Okay, what do you want me to do? What do you not want me to do? Like, you know. Yeah. But, like, just keep leaving, like, those petty notes. Yeah. she gets so annoyed. But later on like she understands why like there are always like post-its like that partly because she's never home so she can never see her in fact i Mm. think in the beginning of the show she knows she has a roommate but she doesn't see her for like (laughs) several weeks or something oh wow because this girl like works overnight at a like convenience store and Mm. then during the day she go to school and then when she's not in school she goes to work in some restaurant i mean she's like always doing something Mm. and then they kind of um, meet and talk about the issues and they communicate so she understands 
like even like for the little notes in the trash can she sees like other like crumpled up post-it yeah and she understand like this girl wrote several versions of it like would you please and then like she scratched out and then she's like I am so sorry to tell you this but like she sees like several ways that she was trying to say it nicely so she understands like okay so this girl isn't so like a bitchy like she was trying to be nice mm. and maybe I just took it wrong way yeah so they kind of like communicate and understand each other but that's also like the theme of the show okay I mean, that, that's nice. That's like, maybe, was the other one just not trying, like, not very confrontational? Or was it just strictly because she didn't have time? Yeah, she just didn't have time. So for her to, like, say something to a roommate, it's just leaving a note. Yeah. But she knew that that could come off kind of harsh. So she was trying to, like, write nicely. And then there, in the trash can, there were, like, several different versions of mm. how she was trying to say. <laughs> so the other girl finds it later. And then she understands, like, okay, so my roommate, who I hardly ever saw wasn't actually a bad one like yeah she had her own ways like you know her own like dilemma or yeah know, issues so i read that the writer was trying to talk about communication hmm. and that's one of the themes of the show so she said the writer um it's she she said communication becomes possible when you think that the other person is the same type of person as you are and the person who annoyed me today must have had the same must have had as much morality as I did and the person may have may have seen unkind because he or she was as shy as I was so like maybe you know sometimes you want to say something but you're just shy you don't say anything but maybe your act of being shy can be perceived as that person's mean because yeah. you don't say anything right yeah so the writer was trying to say like it's it's about communication you have to like open up yeah and she said if you don't communicate you can't empathize and if there's no empathy there is no healing mm. and unhealed wounds only faster so the reason the writer focused on the communication is because the the bigger theme of the show is about like um, family conflict and self-esteem and you know things like that I mentioned in the beginning and that's all kind of caused because of miscommunication Mm. like definitely family conflict but also like self-esteem which is the issue of the girl who like whose boyfriend is kind of manipulative yeah like for her like there's no self like it's all about her boyfriend mm-hmm. and it's all about like how others see her and she's obsessed with diet mm. and because she doesn't want to be seen as she's chubby or I mean she's perfect figure but yeah. she wants to maintain because she's so afraid of what others might say if she gains weight Wow. which is a like I'm sure a lot of Korean girls not just Koreans but a lot of girls in like young age go through Yeah. maybe not like body figure but like how faces and maybe hair color maybe like you know all those like aesthetic you know things they go through yeah so that's also like communication like you never ask what others actually think of you like you assume like others might not like me yeah right yeah and like personal trauma also and there's some issue with like uh, crimes against females so all those things like the writer focus on communication like as in like personal communication but also different age groups and different like gender groups in the society they don't necessarily communicate mm-hmm. same thing with like I mean even just look at our city like you know what politicians think people need versus yeah. what the citizens actually need right yeah. like all those different levels of communication so that's kind of what the writer focuses on yeah well, that's that's I think that's amazing. It's like, um, it could show that younger kids can watch also, and it's kind of like thirty year olds or like forty year olds or older people can just reflect. Yeah, and then the younger ones can learn from. Right. Yeah. Else. Exactly. And I think this ghost thing in the show that's really interesting. Um, she's like 
kind of drunk. She's like, you know what? Let me tell you something. I actually see ghosts. Yeah. So right when she brings it up, you think like, okay, what is this? Like, is this show about like now something scary? You know? Yeah. But it's kind of a f- like figurative thing. Yeah. Because it's a ghost, but everybody has their own like a trauma or yeah. things of a past they're trying to get over with. I mean, none of us lived like perfect life yeah. up to like twenties or thirties. So they all think, oh, maybe that ghost is so and so, or maybe that ghost is my family. Maybe that ghost is after me. Like they all have oh, wow. some kind of something they try to get over. So it's like a metaphor. For yeah, it's a metaphor, but also at the same time, I think it was a really smart writing device because yeah. you know, yes, it also like kind of. Piques your interest, like yeah. oh, it's a ghost, you know. Yeah. But then at the same time, they all think, you know, oh, I think I know who the ghost is. That's all what they kind of think about. Yeah. And this was brought up pretty early on in the show, so from that point on, the rest of the story kind of focused on what this ghost is, not necessarily mm. like what is it, you know, but like how each house member, each girls think of ghosts. Is and like how they deal with it and how they which is like their past or their present issue. Yeah, oh wow. But there are some family. There are some girls who like actually had to deal with some like a deceased one and they have to overcome the death. And they mm. actually think the ghost has something to do with that. Hmm. Does it ever like? Do they ever like develop that? Yeah. Part of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think season one. Um. The way it, the way season one ends is that they kind of have some kind of, uh, some kind of end to the resolution mm. to how they deal with their own past or present issue. Yeah. But it's not like super happy ending, which I mm. liked more. Yeah. Because <laughs> in life, like things are never like resolved, and then like we move on. Like yeah, you know, we always kind of just have to keep going. Yeah. And that's how the first season ends. So. I I really like that. Okay. I think it's some people might be annoyed because it's not like perfect ending. Yeah. Like you expect in the TV, but yeah, I like that. It was kind of like open ending. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, I think that's pretty interesting too. And that's you have your own creative ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I think it was interesting because you know the phrase like a ghost of past yeah. that actually doesn't exist in Korean language. Oh, but it's yeah. So when I thought about it, it's like maybe the language doesn't exist, but it. I guess it's how human mind works. You think of it as a something haunts you from the past, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think that same kind of sentiment, like, ha- um, exists in Korean, pretty much in all culture, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So I know you read um, "It Ends with Us." Yeah. Are you done with it? Or are you still um, reading it? Yeah, I finished "It Ends with Us," and um, I actually brought it with me. It started. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it starts with us. It's just like the sequel to it. <laughs> um, I didn't read that one, but I think it touches on some like violence in relationship and. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it it's. I think she speaks about that being the only book that she kind of touches into violence mm. uh, or b- abuse because she based it off of her mother's experience. Oh my god! Um, so it was kind of like getting the the uh, the okay from her mom to share it because she just oh. thought that her mom was so resilient and and unfortunately like the vo- domestic violence. And that's not only in women, but lots of times. Um, the the victim isn't able to get free from the situation yeah. because they put their kids first, or or they think that that's the best a solution for the child, or right. comfort, or they're scared. Um, and how like yeah, the story is kind of sugar coated, and it has that happy ending, but yeah, she mm. kind of sheds that light to it. Not always being that way, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't read the book, but when I saw the cover yeah and uh, you know I just feel like it's uh, like a romance story yeah so I always assume like I knew the book book was really popular so 
I the reason I didn't even like bother reading is like I'm not always into like romance story. Yeah. So I was like, okay, probably not for me. But turns out like I read somewhere like it's about like this dating violence, domestic violence, and in relationship. And I was like, oh, okay, what? yeah. But like the cover is like so like floral and yeah. like bubbly, and you know. So when I was thinking about this drama, Hello My Twenties, it kind of made me think about Colin Hoover's book. Yeah. Because this is also like you know the story about girls in their twenties ish. Mm. So you people think like, oh, it's just some private chick flick, whatever, you know. Yeah. But it talks a lot about like social issues. Like there is a case of like relationship dating violence one yeah. of the, from one of the characters, mm. and it's not super sugar coated. And in fact, that story continues in season two. So mm. they show what victims go through, yeah. like in the movies and stuff. You know, you see like okay the guys arrested yeah done you know but that's not how the life is like yeah. victims have to go through years and years of maybe like a lifelong you know period of healing yeah so that's what they kind of touch on in the season two for one of the characters and yeah that kind of made me think about that book and i realized like oh yeah you were re- actually reading that book yeah What I like about it is that she goes into detail. Like, it is a sugar-coated, like, ending because um, she finds Mr. Right. And, like, it leads on to the second book. But Mm -hmm. um, And then there's peace between her and and her abuser, which was her husband. But it goes into little details of, like, her mentality. Like, like how the victim is... Like, their first instinct is to justify the situation. Or, like... he so one of the scenes that or one of like the the parts of the book that she mentions is actually her mom's real life experience the first time that she got abused Mm. and yeah she goes into that detail of them like they were cooking and then um he's a doctor so he he needs his hands he works with his hands Mm -hmm. and and he burns himself or she she kind of the situation just led into like her not being very cautious and not warning him that something was hot he touched it he burnt his hand so he he was just panicking over that so she started laughing about it and then he hit her for like laughing kind of like shoved her off and she hit her like the corner of her her head and then her first thought was like um maybe I shouldn't be laughing or maybe Mm. like he's right or, or like this is something serious and like kind of like the shock of like this didn't just happen and yeah. like all that rush that goes right, through your right, mind right. so yeah it, I mean I like that that it got into that detail of it but uh. um, yeah I, I honestly thought because I read the, the description of it when I saw it ends with us I thought that they both died in the relationship <laughs> like they ended up killing each other they said oh the abuse ends with the relationship ends no, with us yeah. yeah but no it was in reference to her and her uh, child <laughs> starting a new generation <laughs> but yeah no um oh uh, that's really interesting because that's exactly kind of like that's exactly what happens to one of the characters here mm. so in the beginning she doesn't realize that's also violence she yeah. just thinks, oh, maybe he was just sensitive. Maybe I made him feel bad. Or maybe, yeah. like, you know, kind of like that character's thought process. Yeah. You know, maybe this is just this is an accident or something like that. There's always justification. And yeah. you can't, when you're in a relationship, you can't think of, you can't afford to think about yourself as, a, like, one of those stories. Yeah. Victims, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's sad that these things happen cross-cultural um but yeah it's it's a human nature i guess you know doesn't matter if you're korean or american yeah you know things happen and you go through the same thought process so yeah it does get a little dark at some point in the drama but i think the bigger focus is healing and communication and the communication in this case is that she never expressed that kind of frustration with her boyfriend to other friends, including a housemate. Like, she never asked for help. She always thought it was okay. Mm. You know? But at the same time, like, when you're in that situation, you don't think of opening that up. 
Yeah. Probably because you don't see it as a issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Sometimes that's probably the first stage where they feel like it's not an actual issue, and then when they realize it, it's like it's embarrassing. I can't. R- right. Show right. And what I read is that, you know, in for a married couple, a lot of times, like, you know, women are more likely victims, yeah. and they can't afford to like realistically financially they can't afford to lose their relationship so they just have to continue their life in that state which is really sad yeah i i like how it's it goes into those topics so about like abuse because that's just like you said not of one culture it's just yeah yeah and i feel like this generation of well, I mean, it's not very recent, but it's kind of coming into this generation that, um, like, I like that it's being, it's a thing now to communicate and to right. speak about these topics. Right. And same thing with the, you know, this rich girl character. Yeah. You know, outside, yeah, she's, like, really pretty and everybody loves her. She literally walks down the street, everybody looks at her and, you know, she she lives an easy life because she looks pretty. Yeah. But there's a reason to it, and you know her motto is that you know life is easy. Like why take it seriously? You know. Yeah. There's a somebody. If somebody's gonna be the president, that person's gonna be the president. I know no matter how hard I work, I'm never gonna be the president. So I'm just not gonna work for it. You know. That's kind of how she lives her life. Oh. And like, if, first I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean that makes sense. But there's a reason that she became that person, and it has something to do with the little bit of like self-destruction again mm-hmm. like you know it's a she never saw it as a like an issue she just avoided opening up and seeking help and yeah. she just let herself yeah oh wow that so it goes into that detail of her yeah like, yeah okay so i think that's what's great about the show like it can be just, it can be seen as like oh some chick flicks, a girl friends and yeah. story, but it actually goes into like, you know, the issues that each go through. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it has something to do with the society, yeah. like you know, dating violence stuff like that. That's partly because of society failed them, failed female. Yeah, you know, so it touches on those issues and. Um, like I said, the ending is not super happy ending. It's mm-hmm. not like, okay, this is good. Like, think of a past, now I'm good, you know? Yeah. Because it's not never like that. Yeah. But they find a way to maybe, like, acknowledge the issue, whereas before they didn't even see it as an issue. Yeah. They try to, like, kind of sweep it under the carpet. But now mm-hmm. they try to acknowledge it. They try to find a way to move forward, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why the show was popular because it wasn't just girlfriend story like yeah. it's not like a sitcom like they just make a joke and like talk about yeah. guys you know yeah and oh. it, actually the you know the although like show has like five college girls or mostly college girls there's no dating like there's no romance story in the show mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because you would think at least there's a little portion of like Romance, but yeah. there's actually no romance in this show. Hmm. So just that abusive relationship is like the only form of relationships that they go into, or do they? There are some other issues, but uh, I, I mean, there are some other, like maybe some kind of feelings, emotions exchanged, mm-hmm. but either the character is not in the place to date or. Again, like, they miscommunicate, so she doesn't think he was interested in her, or vice versa. Mm. So there's no actual, like, romance in their 20s. Yeah, Yeah. okay. But I think it's more the reason that makes the show unique. I think it's so realistic to the the 20s. Very realistic, because, you know, people think of, like, 20s, when you think about 20s, like, oh, it's happy time, whatever, you know. But no, it's like... I, I don't want to go back to my 20s. It was miserable. Yeah. So, yeah. You're so lost. <laughs> confused. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then no 
adult takes you seriously as an adult, but you're yeah. too old for teenage mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and even in season two, they kept, they continue talking about those like issues. So one of the characters that stood out to me in season two is that um, one of the girls in the house, she graduates and she gets a job. And she works as an intern at this like a K-pop management company. Oh. But she's like intern, so she like makes coffee and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she gets to know one of the like a K-pop guy there, one of the K-pop boys. Oh. A cute looking and typical K-pop guy, but turns out that the company actually wants to um, discontinue the contract. Like they want to disown the group. And because she's the youngest, like she's an intern, so she has to do kind of do the dirty work. Yeah. She has to open the first conversation to the members, but she became friends with this guy, and she finds out this guy spent like ten years, his whole teenage years and early twenties, to become this person. So oh. you know this group. The reason the company doesn't want to continue with this group is the the group is not successful. Mm. It's not a successful boy band, so it doesn't bring any money to the management company. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at a person's life, this person's you know young, those bright ears are gone yeah. for nothing. So you know when you think about like. K-pop idols and like those guys, it's great. Like they probably are billionaires and whatever. You know they can do anything they want. But there are probably a million other kids who want to be that person. Yeah. And what are they gonna do? You know, a lot of them couldn't go to school because they all they have to do is like a training and you know go through this like a training regimen and stuff. Yeah. So they don't have the necessary reg- education to. You know, go back to society and try to get a job. Yeah. So that's a really big issue. So you know, already back in 2017, the show touched on that issue, and I think, in fact, that was kind of first time that got me thinking about that. Yeah, I think that's actually a big thing with, because um, I I've watched like interviews of like Blackpink and BTS mm-hmm. and when they speak about those training times yeah. and they cry every time they talk about oh. it when they like remember those times yeah oh my god and then you think about like all the other people that were there with them yeah. that didn't make it and like they're successful but they have all of that that they're carrying with but yeah. the other ones don't even have that success to show for it it's it's hard I'm, yeah. I'm so sure yeah I'm sure yeah yeah, and then um, some other things they talk about in the season two is like uh, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like Korea is still largely very conservative country in a lot of different aspects. So like gender roles and you know how like there's an age hierarchy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the older you are supposed to be respected, but just because you're older and mm-hmm. like there's completely different like way of talking to somebody older yeah um it's like if you're learning korean language it's like whole different set of language yeah (laughs) so a lot of things like that so they talk about like breaking the stereotypes so in the second season there's a guy who's really cute looking but he's really really short (laughs) (laughs) and the, the actor who plays that role is actually pretty short Aww. but he's cute <laughs> and the one of the new housemates they get in the house she's like a supermodel she's actually a, a real supermodel oh, wow. so she's like a 6'2 or something she's really tall mm. and everybody thinks that she's like a lesbian because her hair is super short <laughs> and then like her voice is really low and like mm. certain way that yeah. she like carries herself so all the girls are like oh she might be lesbian you know yeah like is it okay for her to live with us you know <laughs> yeah. all the things but turns out like she's not lesbian at all she's not like tomboy even yeah so it's like you know when you look at somebody you judge somebody from how they look and how they talk and you don't really know the person again yeah. like it's a communication but like yeah they touch on those stereotype issues and like social norms yeah hmm wow that's so it covers so much that like 
Yeah. I when you mentioned it in the beginning, I thought it was just more like that superficial, like the what I like also, but I thought it was just right. like more right. the pretty side. But wow. I think that's something about Korean shows. It can't be successful unless it goes like super realistic yeah. and dig something deeper. Yeah. Yeah, Koreans are like I mentioned this in different episode with Grant, but they're they don't like sugarcoating things. Yeah, <laughs> I think like an American show, like you see something and it's like positive, and then you feel good, like there's a hope, and yeah, look at this, and those characters live happily ever after. Yeah, like that kind of things would never fly in Korea. <laughs> Me- I feel like Mexican. Um, like soap operas and all of that that's so extremely like like the world is cotton and and like (laughs) there's unicorns everywhere it's so far from reality and yeah when i saw like like a korean um like it was i don't know if it's soap opera also but like the novel with that part of it yeah their way yeah yeah it was so different. It was so real, though. It was yeah, there even, so much sorrow. No. Even the ones that are like soap opera, Korean version of soap opera, I think even those ones are... There's a, some like range of being realistic. Yeah. 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 What I find funny now that I like looked back on these episodes is that I noticed that season two's episode titles, they all had kind of like hashtags. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh. When I thought about it, like, okay, this show came out in 2017. The season two came out in 2017. And I guess that's when, like, Instagram and, like, Twitter hashtag things yeah. were kind of hip. Yeah. So, like, because also the show talks about, like, girls in 20s or, like, mm. early 30s. So I guess they were trying to be, like, hip. So <laughs> each episode title had, like, something like, um, I just moved here. Hashtag strangers. So, oh. like, <laughs> Oh wow! So I was like, "Wow, the world changed." <laughs> How long have we come since then? Yeah. Another kind of sensitive issue that the show touches on is um, right to end your own life. Mm. Like, I mean, we do that to animals all the time. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that to Carmen, my dog. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, end the sufferings. That's what they say. But I don't know. There's a character in this show whose family member has been sick, has been basically brain dead, like, in coma for many, many years. Mm. And that puts pressure financially, mentally, on the entire family. Oh, wow. So she, she sort of, like, secretly wants this family member to die but that makes her I mean it's very complicated feelings right if you struggle financially and your whole family has to pay so much for to take care of this vegetable person right like it puts a lot of things on the table to discuss like how much is good like how much is you know when is the next like what's next and you know wow yeah (laughs) I think that's the type of situation that you you don't know how you would react unless you're in it and yeah and it's a very easy topic to like judge people on yeah even from people who don't have to deal with it but it's so oh wow that's so interesting that they shed a light on it so they there's also that awareness of right it's so deep there yeah because yeah there is so much financial hardship and stress yeah. and emotional stability and and like fake hopes of something or yeah. Uh, it's yeah it's, there's so much to it yeah so for her like you know when Jiwon talks about ghost yeah she thinks of maybe it's ghost of my own self my oh, own wow. demon self yeah like looking at me like yeah oh wow yeah because you feel guilty like yeah yeah, you love your family but at the same time how can you not think of not not even a month like if this is going on for several years yeah how can you not think of 
Like, I wish that person's already dead. Yeah. At least have some kind of closure, right? Yeah. So, yeah, she thinks of the ghost as, like, my demon self. Or she's, like, also hoping maybe that's a ghost from the future, my dead family member who's in coma right now. Wow. Like, so that's also, like, her kind of, like, conflict. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I, maybe it's better that's my demon self versus dead family member coming from the future. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like that, like, the way they depict this ghost figure, it's not like a figure ghost, but it's like everybody has to deal with, like, okay, maybe it's that, like, maybe a little bit, um, like, for example, like, maybe this dead family member will visit me from the future. Yeah. But really, it's just kind of like a figure of speech. Yeah. Is that something that she deals with on her own? Like, is she the one that's expressing this? Or does she tell the rest of the girls that she thinks that and feels that? Uh, in the beginning, like, none of these girls share what they think the ghost mm. is. But, like, it comes on the, comes out, like, eventually. Yeah. So later on, like, she shared that family story with the rest of the housemates and they help mm. her of go through that and yeah same thing with other girls who deal with their own ghosts yeah so they all kind of help each other and and yeah that's like sort of like the like happy part of the show like yeah. the, they open up the communication and mm. you know makes a better living situation yeah <laughs> because it's hard to live with like five people in the house right yeah especially people you don't know yeah yeah I mean, it's hard enough to live with the family members. Yeah. <laughs> among the strangers. Yeah. But yeah, the roommate situation is not common in Korea. I think mm. it's probably similar in Mexico. Like, you usually live with your family. Like, a big yeah. family members all yeah. together. Yeah. So, like, a lot of Koreans, like, you don't necessarily move out unless you get married. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think from like a Western culture, you look at it like, oh, he's a loser. Like he still lives with the parents. Yeah. My dad used to comment on that so much. He he would say like, um, like American culture is. He said, I feel like it's like, you birth, like dogs are birthing their puppies because (laughs) he said, how do they find in their hearts to like kick their eighteen year old (laughs) child out of the house? Like you said, I mean, I'll, I'll like live with my forty-year-old kid if I have to. But if they, if they're like not married or not right, like, right. well off, or why would I tell them to leave my yeah, side? Yeah. And, stuff? and then it's just a very different mentality, I think. Yeah, I think but, yeah. when I was a kid, like watching something like American, like you know, sometimes you come across like some parent character saying like. Oh, why is that like my loser son still living with me or something like that? <laughs> like it was so hard for me to understand, especially as a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's still like I mean, yeah. You like get a job, go to college, and you go to different cities in Korea. But yeah, unless you have to do that, you still live with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and even when they move to different cities, you don't always get like. Um, roommates usually they move into like super tiny studio mm. and it's like the one that um, I kind of mentioned in the strangers from hell episode it's like like super small so you put like single bed and then mm. desk and that's it yeah so yeah you don't usually live with roommates mm. I think it's pretty recent that this kind of social phenomenon started happening I don't know why like mm-hmm. I mean yeah housing is getting more and more expensive and yeah yeah so I think some people some younger people have some kind of fantasy about living with housemates <laughs> and partly because they want to get out of house they don't want to yeah. live with the parents yeah they're annoyed when they're when, you know like when you're young like oh my yeah. god I can't wait to you know you just feel like you'll be more free yeah so like <laughs> they you fantasize about like living with friends or living yeah. with somebody else in somewhere else but you know it's not what you, it, yeah <laughs> you think no <laughs> I think yeah you don't really take into account the fact that you have to be independent <laughs> and then now yep. look out for yourself and yep. interact with people who don't love you like a sibling or uh-huh. mother that need to tolerate yep. you. Yep. 
Yeah, it's different when your siblings steal your food versus strangers. Yeah. Roommates steal your food, right? <laughs> that's extremely, yeah, that's very, very different. You don't take it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then boundaries and all of that. Oh my god, yes. Although, I mean, I, I'm really like bad with living with somebody. Yeah. So I had roommate for like six months mm-hmm. in my whole life. And like I knew like I couldn't do it anymore. So I just moved further so I could pay the same amount of rent just further away from like my school or work and just lived alone. Yeah. But the ones, the roommates that I had, they became like really good friends of mine. Hmm. So it's strange. Like at the time, I really just couldn't do it anymore. Like, yeah. So I had to get out. But then, like now that I look back, those are the ones that stayed with me all these years. Yeah. Tolerate me all these years <laughs> as friends. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I remember in college too, I was living with my cousin, which just happens to be like one of my best friends and her sister and it was just like families in there but yeah when we moved in together it was like yay this is gonna be so fun but then certain little things would come up and we would get on each other's nerves so strange right yeah like yeah that either like i feel like it either strengthens like the relationship that you have or you just destroys friendships (laughs) yeah 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 i remember um even in the show you know the rich girl yeah. she's sort of like always confident and she does whatever she wants to do yeah so she'll be in the bathroom and or somebody else is in the bathroom and then she just goes in and she's like peeing <laughs> somebody's in the shower right and then she's just yeah. peeing there and this person's like freaking out like oh i'm taking shower and she's like yeah okay i'm just peeing over here i'm not going in there <laughs> so for her that's completely fine and for her it's like oh we're all women whatever you know yeah but like she's like freaking out like I'm taking a shower somebody's peeing right outside my shower curtain yeah <laughs> oh gosh and I guess like yeah they definitely talk about food in this show like because <laughs> one of the girls had like this like homemade like a fruit spread mm. and one of the other roommate is like, oh, this looks so good. I'm going to try it. So she just uh. tried it without even asking. No. But for her, it's like completely fine. She's just trying. She's not eating the whole jar. Yeah. But she's like, well, at least maybe you should say something before you even try, you know? Yeah. But like, those are little things. And sometimes you feel like, maybe I shouldn't say, maybe, I don't, maybe I'm going to look so petty. Yeah. So she doesn't <laughs> say it, but that continues and then next time she buys something brand new, like fruit spread, it's gone. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, should I now say something? But at the same time, she's like, I haven't said anything all these times. So yeah. I don't want to bring it up now. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah. That's the one that I relate to the most. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then like, like going back to the communication part, if you don't express it, I feel like you're... Or, like, in my case, I feel like I've kind of, like, just pulled away from mm, that. Yeah. And it just seems like you're the, you're, because I'm not expressing what right. the issue is. It just seems like I have a problem. Yeah. And, and, yeah, there's no really solution that you can get to it unless you communicate it. But it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think in the beginning of the show, they touch on all those things that you can super relate to if you had housemates or roommates. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of starting light, but mm-hmm. then it, like, yeah, it goes on to those bigger issues and personal issues, and, yeah. Wow, I'm really excited for this one to, like, watch and get into. I'm yeah. sure there'll be so many moments <laughs> where I go, that's, or get frustrated again. <laughs> I definitely related to the, the character that sees Ghost. Mm-hmm. She's, like, really smart, really cute. Not because of that part, but... <laughs> <laughs> But she's like, she has a lot of male friends. Yeah. But nobody wants to date her as a woman. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was. Like, majority of my friends are and were male. Yeah. But then, like, nobody was really serious with me. And they'll always ask my, like, dating advice. Yeah. With somebody they like. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I, I had that very similar also throughout so, <laughs> youth. I'm like, okay, so I'm cool enough to hang out, but not like a woman. So when yeah. I was watching it, I definitely felt like I related to that. <laughs> you just become and one we, of the boys. Yeah. yeah. And then whenever she meets like a new person, like, hi, my name is so-and-so. Do you have a sibling? Do you have a brother? Oh, like, how old is your youngest <laughs> uncle, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that that definitely I feel like is the area I would relate to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think people can usually find at least one character or one aspect of these characters mm. they can relate to. I think that's what makes it fun. Um, well, thanks for sharing and joining today. Thank you for inviting me. I think this is a great. There was so much depth to this, and I didn't yeah, expect it. There it is, great. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really highly, highly recommend the show. And I know it's a little bit of a challenge to find the show online, but email me, <laughs> whatshouldiwatcht at gmail com, and I'll send you the link. Yay! I'm going for an ice cream. I'm getting hot. <laughs> Bye. Bye.